0: You you might be shocked to see someone up here that looks like me. My name is Michael Crocker. I'm one of the pastors here, and we are very excited to have you with us this morning at New Heights. It's a great day to worship God. It's a great day to be here to, to celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am not going to dance as Josie just did. Oh, I can see you from here. But what I am going to do is talk about worship. For the last few weeks we have been talking about worship. We start off by kind of talking about what worship is, why we do it. We talked about worship being a and our ability to see things from God's perspective. We talked about worship being coming together as a community. as the body of Christ, finding strength when we worship together. And today we continue that and say that worship is is our gift from God to the world. That's the cool thing. I, I love how David has planned this series to end on this one. Worship is our gift to the world from God. Now some people do it in a different way. Josie comes up here and does an incredible dance. I can't do that. It would pain all of us, including me, to see that and experience it. I don't understand all of what she does. But as I sit there and I hear the words and I watch her, I know that she's worshiping God. And that says something to me. Now I sit up here and I sing during the worship time that we call the worship time when people are singing. Daryl and August and the guys up here singing. And I sing the songs and I follow along and sometimes I get the words wrong or maybe somebody next to me sings the wrong stuff and it throws me off. That's right. He's on the worship team, too. I experience worship through the gift of song and words. But I experience worship in different ways, too, like yesterday. Man, that was a gorgeous day just a beautiful day. If you listen to the words of the song that that just played while Jesse was dancing, it's talking about nature worshiping. It's talking about the rocks crying out, the flowers, just nature worships God by being nature. That's just what nature does. Shows the beauty of God's creation. Yesterday was a great day to experience that. A day to walk around and go, dang, you're awesome. This is a beautiful day. Thank you. We all worship in different ways, but the thing about it is is it's our chance to give something to the world from God. Let me mention the hot pink elephant that's in the room last week, I know that Daryl said something and let you in on what my family was going through. While I like the spotlight on me when I'm up here, I don't necessarily like it on me when I leave the stage. And so I was a little uncomfortable with it, however I understand it. Let me say, too, that the outpouring of love and encouragement that Jenna and I have received has been overwhelming, has been very humbling. I really don't have words to express our deep gratitude for all that our community has done for us just by sending us a note and saying, we're thinking of you. It has been one of the greatest outpourings of worship I have ever seen. Because let me tell you something, that is worship. That is worshiping God. When you reach out in the love of Christ to someone else, you're worshiping God. If you have your Bibles, open up to Romans chapter 10. In Romans chapter 10, Paul is talking about salvation. And he's talking about what salvation is. It's believing in Christ. And anyone can have it. If you just believe in your heart and profess with your mouth that you're saved, then you're saved. If I say Jesus Christ is Lord and I believe it, that's all I need. And he goes on to say verse 14, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about them unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Let me put that last verse in a different way in the Michael Crocker translation. How beautiful are the feet of those who worship God. Because when you worship God, you are bringing the good news to someone. When you worship God, you are telling someone about the love of Christ. When Josie gets up here and dances, she's telling you about the love of God. She's telling you something about God. When I get up here and preach, same thing. When they get up here and play their songs, same thing. When you sit down and write three lines on a card and send it to someone who's hurting, same thing. See, the thing is, what Paul reminds us is that it's our turn to spread the love of Christ. Now, Christ had his time here. Christ lived for 33 years on this earth and he did some amazing things while he was here. He died and rose again from the dead. Pretty amazing stuff. And he did it so that we might have life. But then, but then he left. But then he went to sit with his father. And he turns to us and he says, your turn. Now it's your turn. I don't know if you remember Matthew 28, Jesus is looking at disciples. He says, now it's your turn. Go into the world, baptize all the nations, teaching them to obey all that I have taught you. And surely I will be with you till the very end of the age. It's your turn. I've done my time. I've done what I have come to do. I will be back. But in the meantime, it's your turn. It's your turn to be the love of God. It's your turn to spread the good news. It's your turn to worship God and in so doing tell people about me. That's what worship is. Worship is a constant state of being, of sharing the love of Christ with all. With all. It's about how you live your life, a state of being. Worship isn't something that you do on Sunday morning from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock. It's not something that some of you, yes, we know that you do this, come late a lot of times on purpose after you think the music's going to be done. Worship isn't just the front end of this service. Worship is your life. Because that's all we have to give back. As Nicole Nordman says, says in that song, that's my offering. My offering to God and to the world is to worship Him. And in so doing, share the love of Christ with all. In Exodus, when, when Moses is going up and down the mountain, he must have been really in shape, but when he was going up and down the mountain and talking to God, God says at one point... Go back down and tell the people this, that you're my chosen ones, that you are the priesthood. Not just the Levites, not the ones who Israel had claimed. These are the priests, these are the guys that do the stuff. Everybody, you are the ones who will feel, who will share the love of God with everyone. You are the ones who will allow people to experience me. How will they know unless they hear and how will they hear unless we worship God and tell them? How will they know? Unless we worship. Now, I worship God on Sundays when I come here and I sing and when I preach. And and I worship God through my job because that's my job. And some people, you may look at me and you say, well, it's easier for you, Michael. It's your job. You're paid to worship people. God. I worship my wife and God. That's about it. But you're paid to worship. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. W- what I think my job is, is is to encourage you, to strengthen you, to give you whatever you need so that you are the ones who go out and teach people. So that you are the ones who sit down with people and hold their hand in tough times. So that you're the one who goes out and worships so greatly that people go, holy cow, i got to have what she's having. When my wife was a teacher, people used to ask her that all the time. What did you eat this morning? Because she's just a bubbly person. She has a great smile. She has the the love of God that dwells inside of her. And it just exudes out of her. And people would always say, what did you have in your Wheaties this morning or something? Nothing. It's just God. Worshiping God is a constant thing so that other people may know Him. I've worshipped God recently through a website that I created for my daughter. I've tried to, to share with whoever stumbles upon her site some of the things that we've been going through and some of the things that we've learned over these past 13 months. I've tried not to say, take pity on us. Isn't it sad to be the crockers? Or look how great we are because we can survive this i've tried instead just to reflect god through our life i had my interview last week with the methodist church i don't know if you were here one sunday when i did a sermon that was going to be reviewed uh, by the methodist council in order f- to move me on in the land of being a pastor and i, I went in there it and said the disclaimer that anything I say is not the responsibility of David Manitsky or Alamo Heights United Methodist Church right up front. David made me say that. But I went in there not really knowing what I was going to say because I didn't know what I would be asked. Basically what happens is they they sit you down in this one chair and you're surrounded by a panel of pastors. And you've submitted these 30-something pages of theological writing that they have read through. And they basically get to pick you apart. And so I go in there and I sit down and I'm never one to shy away from a fight. I'm ready for it. I'm like, you know, boat up as much as I can. I got my theological gloves on. I'm like, bring it. I will knock each and every one of you down. And the conversation turned to my daughter. And we never left there. And we talked about what has happened since grace has entered my life and how I have grown and how I've been able to share it somewhat cathartically from the stage. And I came to a realization that part of my experience with grace is how I worship God. Part of my experience with Grace is, and the community surrounding us, is worship. We have been opened up to a lot of people's lives since Grace has been going through her stuff. And we've heard a lot from other people about the dark times that they are in or have been in. We've been blessed to be asked to pray for other people during this time. There's a family that we know that's going through something horrible. From my perspective, much more difficult than what Jenna and I are going through. And one of their kids came over to our house the other day. I say kid, she's our age. And she brought these trays of fruit. Sliced up strawberries, some blackberries, some grapes, and some cut up oranges. And She brought these trays of fruit to us. And said, We're thinking about you, praying for you during this time. Overwhelmed by that. We were both thinking, Are you kidding me? We should be bringing you things. We should be coming to your door and saying, We're praying for you and your family. Is there anything we can do for you? That was true worship. See, there's a mindset that we have to break free of. That Worship is not Sunday morning. Worship is a Wednesday afternoon when you show up at someone's house and say, God loves you. I know things are dark. I know things are tough. But God loves you. That's true worship. If you say it through song or dance or preaching or... However you do it, worship is telling somebody that God loves you. That God supports you. That I'm here right now to be the arms of God. For whatever you need. To be the hands and feet of Christ. That's the gift that God has given us to give to the world. Is the opportunity to say God loves you. That's what true worship is all about, is giving to the world the love of God every single moment of your life. That last song that we sang, how can I keep from singing? It's a new song that I know it takes some of us a while to get behind a new song and to sing it and to know what the heck the band is going to do. But I just, I really love this song. How can I keep from singing? How can I not worship God when I know God is in the world? How can I not worship God when I see the smile on my daughter's face? Yeah, things kind of stink right now. Like literally, her cast smells. Things are not going well. But how can I not worship God when she rolls in this morning and looks up at me and smiles? How can I not worship God? How can I not worship God when I see the beauty of yesterday and I get to walk out after we've had some pretty tough weather and I get to walk out and just go, this is awesome. You've done this. You've created this. How can I not worship God when we get notes in the mail now from people just saying, we love you. We're praying for you. This song isn't about singing, although it says, how can I keep from singing? It's not about that. It's about worshiping God. How can I not worship God when he sent his son to die for me? How can I not worship God when I know that he loves me that much?